0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, well, hello, everyone. Um, It certainly has been quite some time. It has. It's what?
1: I should have really looked at the date of the production of the last uh, podcast we did, because then we'd know. No.
0: Yeah, we could actually have some uh, straight-up data for y'all. But instead, what we have is a more or less... I would like to think valid excuses, valid yeah. reasons have not, uh, been doing this, uh, over the past few weeks, uh, myself, uh, and Jim have been pretty, pretty busy with, you know, our lives and trying to be people and trying to do this all at the same time. Uh, I was stuck doing finals for school and I had to do, um, my sister's graduation and then just life coming up in the middle of everything and trying our best to do what we can but you know sometimes we uh we just got to put some things on hold
1: well and um another factor is that you made a really significant life decision which was to leave the aquatics program at portland state and that is really where i saw you most of the time except when we're doing the podcast. In fact, uh, as people may remember, if they've ever listened to earlier episodes, the reason we connected is because we talked by the pool. And now mm-hmm. that doesn't happen. There's just this real gap. And every, and they're great people. There's no question about that. But all of those lifeguards are like blanks to me cuz i don't really know them <laughs> like i know you now you know i was That's the uh,
0: the top tier lifeguard i was jim's favorite forever <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and now i am irreplaceable and i like to hear that um
1: <laughs> so so your life has changed yes and um i guess one thing that i would like to know is um what are you doing now?
0: Well, uh at this moment I'm doing uh Inherently Human episode twenty nine with uh Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, I hate <laughs> yeah. to we always forget. Real uh, subtle way to squeeze that in, huh? Right. I think
1: you might have started talking um before um the uh, recording actually began. I'm not really sure about that. (laughs) Um, But I hope if that did happen that you will, uh, you people listening will forgive the technological glitch that that might or might not have been. Um, But yeah, we (laughs) are on episode 29. This is, as you said.
0: This is Inherently Human. My name is Aidan DeBoard.
1: My name's Jim Newman.
0: And thank you for uh, joining us at this time. We appreciate your uh, your patronage here, and we love all of our wondrous listeners. Um, and we hope you have a very wholesome day as you listen to this. Right. But to answer your question, now that I am uh, effectively <laughs> unemployed, um, I've been doing a whole lot of nothing. Um I've just been kind of hanging out, helping out where I need to be with my family. Um, Just this last weekend, I went back to my parents' place and I cut down a bunch of trees for them. uh, And I dug a bunch of holes for some pot plants. And uh, I've been helping out my grandparents with some garden nonsense. So, you know, I'm, I'm trying to keep myself busy by doing odd gigs and jobs here and there. And trying my best to stay as active as possible and not be bored out of my mind at all times.
1: Well, you at one time were talking about going out to Willamina and uh, building a barn sometime during the summer. Uh, Is that still on uh, offer or is that in the past now?
0: See, the bar pub out in Willamina is more of a, a pipe dream thing that we really want to try. And Ah. it's something that might be a viable choice uh, if we get the funding for it. And, you know, and what I really am trying to do right now is create stories for myself. Um, Because I've identified recently that I like to be a storyteller. Yeah, yeah. And so you know, building that bar or going around Oregon, teaching lifeguard courses or doing whatever. I just want to, I want to create those stories. I want to have that thing to really tell people about and have people enjoy what I'm trying to say.
1: So, oh, and the other, the other, uh, factor in, uh, this podcast is our age, Oh, yes. <laughs> I forgot to mention that. I'm 73. And I'm 21. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and so the reason I brought that up right now is because what comes to mind is that at your age, it makes sense that you would be going into self-exploration in a big way. Mm-hmm. Would you say that that... It's happening, and it seems like it's really happening, developing naturally for you.
0: Yeah, that's, um, and I think uh, what people should do, you know, at my age, is that everybody should go through some phase of self exploration and really try to find out who they are and who they want to be, and set goals for themselves, and really try to fine tune who you are as a person uh, before you know it gets too late to do so or
1: <laughs> well jim I mean, do you think it's is there ever a too late no 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 i'm i'm uh, i i'm actually doing that big time mm-hmm. now and have been considering going on a, a psilocybin journey or two mm-hmm. with certified they're not really certified but they're professionals (laughs) who guide people on these journeys Mm -hmm. because I think there's a lot of unexplored parts of my past that influence me even though sometimes they're subconscious and I really don't know why I behave in a certain way. Mm -hmm. Um, And when I uh, have over the recent past encountered uh, traumas that somehow were submerged in my self-conscious and I wasn't really aware of them, but suddenly they pop to the surface, well, it's a revelation. And I think that it increases a person's self-control. Certainly, it increases their self-awareness. Mm-hmm. And I think that's invaluable. And to tell you the truth, I admittedly don't know uh, a lot of 21-year-olds that I <laughs> go out and have beers with or anything like that. But I suspect that you are in the minority of uh, your generation Okay. in the sense that you understand what I really understand is the case that it it's invaluable for a person any person at any age to understand themselves better I love the fact that that you know that now and that you're actually taking the time to invest I think you are you really are investing in your future by trying to find out about yourself
0: yeah so in your experience um what has been the process of self exploration for you. What has, over the years, what have been your methods of doing so?
1: Well, at about the age of 35, Mm -hmm. which is half, just about half a lifetime ago, I recognized that I was susceptible to really severe depression. Mm-hmm. And so I started taking therapy, and what happened right off the bat is I, uh, I had truly horrible nightmares, and instead of them somehow discouraging the exploration, they instead made me realize that I was on the right track because I didn't know that that kind of grimness could come out of my subconscious even when I'm asleep. I just didn't believe that I was that troubled until somehow um, those therapy sessions triggered Mm -hmm. this wellspring of nightmarish imagery from inside me. And so in the last 35 years, believe it or not, it's taken just that long a time to go down layer by layer by layer by layer layer, deeper and deeper to the point that even now at 73 when I'm uh, perhaps psychologically healthier than I've ever been in my life um, I still find that I'm confronted with this stuff and So I read the book that's um, certainly a topic of discussion among a lot of psychologists called How to Change Your Mind Mm -hmm. by Michael Pollan. Uh, It's about using hallucinogens to allow a person to explore their subconscious. And um, just by chance, there's this certain mix of THC that I've vaped, and it's not the strongest uh, that's available by any means. But for whatever reason, and I don't know why, it puts me in a state that my guides tell me is equivalent to using psilocybin mushrooms. And in consequence of that, I've had quite scary... Uh, entities which are really only fragments of past trauma mm-hmm. come to the fore and the guides gave me a book that talks about how when that happens when suddenly you're just high as can be and uh a really awful memory let's say from mm-hmm. the past um just perches on your shoulder. Right. And you can feel extraordinarily vulnerable at that point. Okay. But if you, and this is something that I think I really have achieved, this is the value of the 35 years of therapy that I've had. Right. Is that I do have a center that I can trust. Mm. I know who I am much of the time. I'm not saying I Don't forget, because I do, and then I get depressed or whatever, but luckily, every time I've been under the influence of this uh, THC mix and get confronted with these uh, nightmare images, I also have access to what the guides would call my true self, and then I, uh, as the book suggests, engage in a dialogue with this scary part of me mm-hmm. and the technique is to be welcoming okay. of this part of you to respect it and understand that the reason that it's there is really to protect you the difficulty is that these traumas don't age with you. They don't learn what you learn. Mm. So I was beaten really badly as a child. I think I must have been, I don't know, five, six, seven. Beaten so hard, really, that uh, I couldn't think anymore. And one time when I was vaping, the solid image of me moaning, moaning in confusion At the pain that I'd suffered um, just came to my mind. And it's like, well, how do you deal with that? But luckily, I do know how to deal with it, so I talked to that part of me. Mm -hmm. And um, it uh, said that the aches and pains that I have now are partly due to um that part of me communicating that it wanted me to remember how horrible it had been to be a child and to be that confused by something your parents did to you. Right. And um, so in that conversation, I said, well, thank you for keeping that memory. I agree with you. It is important for me to know where I came from. mm mm-hmm. But I'm a different person now. I I don't need to be kept in pain. I respect that uh, you were helping me, and I also grieve for that part of myself that had to suffer that way. And it was a part, I think, of personality integration.
0: Oh, okay. A- personality so your younger self and these traumas have their own personalities what you were in the past yes and integrating that into who you are now
1: welcome welcoming that Mm -hmm. part of yourself into who you are now exactly
0: right so when these images occur they manifest themselves as you at that time of trauma, correct? True, exactly. Okay, so is it is it hard to confront yourself like that? Is it hard to welcome this kind of nightmarish trauma represented as you as a person? How does that kind of, I guess, what, is, what does that feel like? What does it take for you as a person uh, who has developed, you know, a lifetime of experience and memories and all these different methods that you've kind of identified within yourself over that course of time? How do you take those and tell yourself, your past self, this thing that has been in pain for so long Hmm, that it's okay? I mean, or walk walk me through kind of the the process of this how do you so obviously you smoke and then you are confronted with this this image of you in trauma, this past self from there what is the process of healing for well,
1: you oh i'm you are asking such a great detailed question and it is something that's pretty clear in my mind what happens. I guess it's true now, When and it just seems to be the case, that every time I use this particular mix mm-hmm. of indica or whatever the hell the kind of marijuana is, I don't even really know. Um, I know the brand, so I guess I could have it again if I wanted to buy more. But (laughs) the fact is that the first time it just surprised me that it put me in that place. But what happens is I am suddenly floored, Mm -hmm. just shocked out of my mind by a very dismal image or series of sensations that it turns out, wow, I really recognize these, but I always suppress them. Mm -hmm. I ignore them. I don't want to have this kind of unpleasantness in my life. But now, Mm -hmm. because I'm under the influence, I don't really have the control of it. It's suddenly so powerful that it is, in a sense, taking over.
0: Is there... An initial shock that yeah, happens. It's yeah, it's just
1: it's just something I don't want it. Like uh, about a week ago, I I called and the book that I'm talking about, not the Michael Pollan book, but the one that talks about self therapy. And in mm-hmm. fact, the book is called Self Therapy. Right. It tells you um, that these parts of you are, mm-hmm. if you can convince that part of you that you are trustworthy and respect that element of yourself, then they're willing to engage in intercourse. They're willing to talk to you in English. Mm -hmm. And you can ask them, well, I um, last time had this horrible feeling Mm -hmm. come over me, and I guess I could call it depression, I guess just this grinding dismal sensation that i really hate and i think i've i've had it with me most of my life and i called it scary soldier just to give it a name okay and so i'm in this good place because that's that's what 35 years of therapy has bought me yeah You know, this sense of who I am, which is really quite loving of myself, I'm proud to say. Mm. And so I am that person, and I recognize that this scary soldier element would like to take over my personality. And so I don't want that to happen. Right. And... Uh, So we engage in a dialogue about it. And in this case, I asked that part of me, why have you been so militaristically focused on me just marching through my life and not uh, letting up? Why have you burdened me Mm -hmm. with this? pain what and, did what uh
0: what did it say what what was the dialogue that occurred between yeah
1: i just realized and, i guess you i'm i'm going to answer your question even though i realize that it's a really intimate kind of discussion that that i had with myself on yeah. this but i think it's really worth um sharing and we and, we appreciate that i
0: think uh personally That uh, unless there's a dialogue, you know, between people that is out there uh, about depression and ways to really kind of start dealing with it and start helping yourself, then I don't think there's going to be a lot of people to do it. And having that dialogue, having that conversation will allow people to kind of look in themselves and look at others and really start helping uh, what needs to be helped.
1: I agree with you one hundred percent. Thank you. That so It's exactly right.
0: <laughs> if you're comfortable with uh you know, sharing what the intimate details of yeah. that conversation was, we I'm certain we'd all love to hear yeah,
1: it. Yeah, so I'm talking to for want of a better name, and that's a <laughs> silly name, Scary Soldier. Uh-huh. And it says to me, I said, Why are you here? Why have you done this to me? So it's it's blaming you. No, it's only saying, well, I'm, uh, in a sense, I'm blaming it. Okay, yeah. I'm saying, I don't understand why it is that you've dropped this fog Mm -hmm. of despair, Mm -hmm. this overlay that has clouded my thoughts, really, off and on, for years, I mean, it's just a familiar feeling. I know this feeling like I know my own body. And suddenly it's standing there as an entity, a fragment of myself that's willing to have a discussion with me about what it did all these years. And I say, why did you do it? And it says to me, you don't want to know. Now, this is all while I'm high. Right. You "You do not want to know. It's too horrible. And I said, well, I'm asking you, and I respect you. I know that whatever you were doing, you were doing to protect me. And so, yeah, this part of me says I was trying to protect you. I was trying to protect you. Now, I'm going to tell you the, the intimate detail, which is... You, it says, did not. You've lived most of your life. You're in your 70s now. Mm-hmm. And you lived that whole life without love. You lived that whole life without a, a significant other mm-hmm. for any real length of time. I mean, and I look back and yeah, that's true. I was afraid of humans i really was understandably so yeah well i just found all kinds of ways to end relationships one after another and now i find myself in my 70s and it's like oh my god wow and this scary soldier guy is saying well that's too horrible but what it doesn't understand Because it's kind of locked in time, it's locked in an earlier era era of my life, so it Mm -hmm. doesn't know about all the therapy I've had. It doesn't know that I have this huge wellspring of self-understanding. And man, I'm okay with what happened because I have love in my life now. I feel comfortable with myself Mm -hmm. now and so I'm able to say to scary soldier here yeah thank you for what you did for me Uh but I want you to join me now I want the energy that you have expended I want to use it in a more productive way now that you see That, one, I respect you. Two, I thank you for what you've done. And three, it's really unnecessary for you to put me in a cloud of depression to keep me from, to somehow distract me from realizing that I'm all alone. Mm -hmm. I don't need you to do that. So, let's embrace and become one, in a sense. So... It, it It sounds
0: like to me that this scary soldier had a very dated yeah. idea of what love was in your in your head. Mm-hmm. And so, yes. yes, what you've been able to do over the past thirty five years is identify different ways to love. Right. Different ways to be and be with others. But this part of your life that is constantly bringing you down decided that there was one way to do it and you didn't do that.
1: Right. That I didn't have it. It's a mm-hmm. huge, in its view. Yeah. It must have been philosophically exactly what I believed uh-huh. at a certain point. Right. It said anything less than what Scary Soldier thought i should have and Uh should be anything less is a nightmare and you really can't face it Uh so i would rather have you uh in a fog of depression
0: this is my way of protecting you against what you now think is love versus what i believe it is or
1: or it it's it's a way of protecting me Mm -hmm. from and i think it actually word use the word devastation
0: oh wow okay
1: from the devastation of the desolate emptiness that i've become in other words i'm just a shell Mm -hmm. i am not a complete human being according to to this scary soldier yeah,
0: because you didn't fulfill the love of his definition.
1: Well, whatever it was. Yeah. Yeah. And, and he really meant it. You know, he wasn't like being judgmental in the sense of, oh, you're just a fool. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like that. He just thought, oh, my God, I know what he needs, what he has to have. If he doesn't have it, then he's going to be devastated. Mm-hmm. But he isn't up to date on who I am now. Right. And he doesn't understand that I'm a really strong person Mm -hmm. and that I've got love. I'm satisfied actually with my life. So I don't really feel as though um, I need, and that's what I told him, I respect what you did. I'm glad you did it because you were doing it for me. And at some time I probably really needed it, but I don't need it now. You know, I don't really need it.
0: Yeah. Scary soldier. Thank you for your service. Yes. But now is the time to move on. Right. You are valid. Everything you've done, I appreciate uh, in your worldview. But at this time, I think that things need to change. You'll always be a part of me.
1: Yeah, you—you you are such a quick study. <laughs> I gotta say, you are that man.
0: Well, thank you. I—I—I I, I try. You know, you are me from the future. So <laughs> I think uh, that's true. <laughs> um, so yeah, just—I think a lot of people can learn from your experience. Um, they might not have the same exact experience. They might ha- not have their own scary soldier, but you know, just looking back on who you were as a person and really identifying why your mental capacity is doing what it is and and it's all just trying to protect you and it's in its own way but what we have to do in our own present selves as we go into this discourse if you will um, this conversation with ourselves is that we have to acknowledge, validate, and understand that that will always be a part of us, but we have to let it know that things are different. You right, know, the right. times have changed. Yeah. I am a new person. I've had my own ideals challenged and changed to a point where I don't need this in my life uh, i don't yeah i don't need the protection anymore i think that i am able to do it completely on my own and you know it forever in my past and always a part of me but not who i am now
1: well uh as i say um yeah you're a quick study but you also it's <laughs> i i would have said it that way <laughs> yeah exactly because yeah. you're me <laughs> <laughs> i know i know so <laughs> um that's true.
0: And That's I think true. so something that I've been doing recently and I've told you about this is uh I'm 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 doing something very similar. Where with this massive amount of time that I have now that I'm unemployed yeah. uh for the time being, is that I've Taken my journal and I know I've I've talked about this journal on a couple episodes before but this journal is something that I've been writing in for a couple years where if I get bored enough or if I have some empty time I will write down what I'm feeling what I'm doing and you know try to try to gather my thoughts at that time and what I'm doing is that I'm recording myself from my laptop uh, where I read through, you know, the old, old journal entries, and I try to identify what my thinking was at that time and mm. see if at any point I've changed. And I'm about, you know, six or so episodes in where I've talked for a little bit, read the the passage, and then I've gone back, and step by step, I explain what I was feeling at that time, and I try to identify you know, why I was feeling that. And, you know, for the most part, it was probably because I was hungry. Um, And I I say that a lot in the journal, that I'm hungry. But there's something far deeper that underlies that, because why would I feel so down on myself all the time, uh, even when I wasn't hungry? And that it shows in the journal that I've been talking about that. So I'm going through and i'm I'm acting as if this is kind of like a a lost tape sort of thing uh the videos only exist on this this flash drive that i have right. and uh i go along it being uh where i'm i'm doing this for me and uh the 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 theme or the oh what's the mood of it the Help me out here.
1: Well, just... Um, the attitude. The, the, when you press the button mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. the little light goes on on the laptop's camera, mm-hmm. um, are you nervous? Are you excited? Are you motivated to discover? Or are you just doggedly knowing that something can come of it so you're not in any obvious mood other than curiosity. I guess I, I'm wondering about your mindset when when you find yourself actually under the gun in, in, a, in a way. I mean, mm-hmm. the fact is, it's true that there's a good chance no one else but yourself will ever hear this. Mm-hmm. But still, you are asking of yourself, uh a very deep question which is what is hidden in my subconscious that maybe fragments of you don't want to let you know just like that idea that I don't have love in my life I Mm -hmm. mean it really really wanted that yeah to stay quiet I so go from there that's I don't know that I can characterize any better than you, your feeling, but Mm -hmm. I'm asking you about that because it can... It can be scary. And I mean, I, I can't put myself in your position because I had 35 years of, of <laughs> other people trying right. and sometimes succeeding and sometimes not to guide me towards self-awareness. Right. And you're doing some of this at, and, uh, you know, forgive me for this bias, but mm-hmm. at a very young age for someone to be so willing to examine Yourself, I mean your psyche. Mm-hmm.
0: I think that's actually a uh, generational thing at this point, uh, um, I mean, yeah. where you know mental health is a lot more prevalent issue. It's a lot more talked about uh, than it has been in previous generations, right. and so at this—that's this, true for sure. Yeah, so at this young age, I'm I'm more willing and I'm more. Well, I don't want to say educated, but for lack of a better term, Mm -hmm. I'm more educated in the ideals of mental health that I can do what I can to, uh, you know, self-examine and try and figure my own stuff out. Yep. Not that I'm trying to self-diagnose in any way, but I'm just trying to help myself in the best way I can. Well, God bless you, man. Thank you. Um, But to answer your question, uh, the way that I'm doing it is sort of a explanation style, so you know have you ever the best way to learn a subject uh w- whatever it is is to teach someone else about
1: it, okay,
0: because it really solidifies the ideas and what you know mm-hmm. um so if you're trying to learn you know science or uh, a language, trying to teach someone else about it allows you to focus on your strong suits and identify where your weak points are. Right. Because if you can't teach someone else about it, then how are you going
1: to teach yourself? And it'll give you insights. Uh, oh, you, exactly, Even yeah. dredging up stuff from your own subconscious, say, mm-hmm. oh, I didn't know I knew that yeah. kind of thing.
0: Yeah, I- exactly, exactly. And so what I'm trying to do is that It's essentially I'm explaining to this invisible audience what is going on in this journal. What is happening and what was I thinking? I'm explaining the thought process, the context of what's going on, uh, what's happening, why I'm writing these things. And so that way what I'm doing is that I'm really explaining it to myself. Mm -hmm. I'm explaining why i am the way that i am based off of these entries that i've written myself yes and so it's it's a very interesting way of self-exploration i think and i i'm only through about six episodes now they're about half an hour long each um and i i don't know if i go into this experience being excited Oh uh,
1: yeah but okay but you're getting to the to what I was asking, obviously, uh-huh. yeah, you're not necessarily excited, but what <laughs> I guess I come into it
0: with a little bit of uh with curiosity, you okay. know, kind of like what you were saying is I'm curious to see who I was all you know these years back, who I thought I was, and what i was trying to do Mm -hmm. um and so i go into it almost with a research-esque vibe with it
1: right and that might be a generational difference Mm -hmm.
0: and it very well could be but uh what i'm most curious about is what uh other people have That helps them so for example you know Jim here he does the the THC mix and he he talks to his past traumas uh myself you know I'm looking through my own past my own written past and trying to explain it to myself and others although others may not ever see the footage and so what I'm asking everybody out there all of our listeners is what is your self-help Way of identifying your past self and who you are now um, do you know of any other any other methods that people could take uh in this path of you know self help
1: well i I think you're asking a really good question mm-hmm. and I can say I believe I can commit, and I think um, Aiden will agree with me that if someone has an idea, we would love. To have you on the show, oh,
0: absolutely, and
1: uh, and talk about this. I um, I, I was telling Aiden before we started that there is a schematic you can draw. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Right, where it's a little bit of self-analysis. If you want to focus, I learned it in a, a journalism seminar. If you wanted to sharpen your edge about a particular topic to identify for yourself what your own biases might be or inclinations, the broader experience that you might bring to a specific issue, then you can write just one thought on the center of a page. And then what happens is you try to build a pattern moving outward from that central thought. Mm -hmm. Just all the ancillary considerations that come to your mind while you're thinking about that one thing. And then, well, what do those extra thoughts then lead to? So pretty soon you can fill the page with this vastness of experience or bias or insight, whatever it is, um, and really, in some ways, much more fully understand where you yourself are coming from. Mm-hmm. Now, I never used this uh, for self-analysis most of the time until I read that book by Michael Pollan, How to Change Your Mind, and considered the possibility of unleashing my subconscious through the use of a drug Mm -hmm. I just was relying on a on talk therapy to do it you know talking to a therapist somebody that I trusted somebody who knows how the mind works and someone who is a reliable guide Mm -hmm. you know and that's all that I've done Um, up until now Um, and it isn't I don't think talk therapy is not as powerful as this more direct approach which has some similarities to what you're doing yourself I think really
0: well it's Especially with, you know, how, you know, everybody's different, everybody's uh, mental states and what is effective for them changes so much between person to person. Oh, yeah. And so it's it's really hard to say what method is better than any other. Um, but what I think needs to happen is that if anybody's feeling, you know, depressed or if they have any sort of mental health uh, issues, that you've identified, it's worth exploring different methods, Um, whether that's the word association, idea association, whether that's talk therapy, whether that's explaining your own thoughts, uh, or, you know, drugs.
1: (laughs) Well, you know, actually, another thought came to mind. It's been years since I've gone to... An Al-Anon meeting, which is an offshoot of AA, Alcoholics Mm. Anonymous, where everybody gets together in um, a circle Mm. and shares their vulnerability. And that is immensely helpful. I mean, I think that that has cured people, I think, along my route that was really one of the early ways that i kept myself on the pathway to healing psychologically so that's good and it's free really hmm. you know unlike therapy today which is lots lots of money and if you don't have insurance i guess you could forget it really yeah
0: no that's the hardest part all right but you know we're coming up on 45 minutes here so uh some closing Closing statements from us. Uh if you have your own unique method of self help, we'd love to hear about it. We'd love to talk about it. Um, you know, we're always interested in learning more about people and trying to learn what's what's best for people and what people think is best for them. Uh so feel free to drop your thoughts on uh, Facebook at inherently human. Um Yeah, Jim, you got anything? you want well, to say?
1: Uh, just that invitation. I, I, I'm happy to have shared what I did, mm-hmm. even though I hadn't expected to do that. I think you are correct that the more attention uh, is broadly, you know, invited mm-hmm. for the kinds of challenges that everyone or many people face psychologically the more that can be aired Mm. and talked about openly the healthier the entire culture is going to be because everybody at some point in their life is very likely to be stressed beyond what they think is their own endurance Mm. Mm
0: -hmm. and
1: uh so sharing with others and knowing knowing just who one is on the deepest level um, can mean salvation. By that I mean you're not going to off yourself or you're not going to fall into a pit of depression, or I hope not, and you can function um, in a profitable way for yourself.
0: Right. I think that's very well put, Jim. Uh, Yeah, you know, no one's ever alone in this, and that's something that should be acknowledged and having the conversation is kind of just the first part in healing um and so don't don't be afraid to talk about it um that's what we're doing here you know we're never all of this is very unscripted uh we 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 start the episode and hope to (laughs) find something halfway along right um and so you know it it's it's okay to be vulnerable And it's okay to have this conversation and it's okay to talk about it because if we don't talk about it, then, you know, no one, no one will. And so it relies on us as people uh, to have this conversation with others and really get the idea out there that this is, this is a serious thing. This is something that we need to identify and talk about and be okay with or else no one's going to get better.
1: And we are inherently human. <laughs> nice, <laughs> nice tie, nice. and that, that was see how I worked that around yeah, like full that. Full circle. All oh, right. That's amazing.
0: Well, <laughs> this has been inherently human. My name is Aiden DeBorn.
1: My name's Jim Newman.
0: Thank you so much for coming in. Uh, make sure that you're sharing this with your friends and family and random people that you meet on the street that you talk about podcasts with. Uh, Find us on iTunes and Spotify. Follow us on Facebook at Inherently Human. Um, We don't have Twitter, Instagram. We aren't aren't that big yet. But we gotta hire a staff. (laughs) We need a staff. (laughs) We need to get paid for this first. True. (laughs) All right, everybody, please stay safe out there. Stay wholesome. Have that conversation and do what you can.
1: Yeah, and, uh, you know... Stick around for episode 30.
0: (laughs) I know I will.